Hey everybody, this is Heidi St. John. Thank you for joining me today at the intersection of faith and culture coming to you live from the floor of the National Religious Broadcasters Association. Today we're going to talk about abortion you know, in the era that is past Roe v. Wade. You guys know my, my position on this and my absolute joy that the Supreme Court finally reversed that disastrous and deadly decision. But the fight is far from over. We're going to have a wonderful conversation. I ran into one of my heroes in the pro-life movement. Father Frank Pavone was on the floor the other day, and I just about jumped out of my skin. I told him I'm a super fan of your work, and he's been kind enough to join me today. Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. you guys. So thanks for tuning in today. I'm just going to jump right into this because I don't often get an, an opportunity like this. Father Pavone, welcome Hi, to Heidi. the podcast. You're, thank you. Thank you for having me. Well, it's an honor to have you here. I've been following your work for a long, long time, okay. and my audience will be very familiar with your story. Oh, yes. So you're the founder of Priests for Life, mm-hmm. and uh, and you've been very obviously very outspoken in your defense of the unborn and trying to see the scourge of abortion erased from, uh, for sure, from the United States. That's right. But you've come under fire from the Catholic Church. So uh, bring bring uh, bring our audience up to speed on where it's at, because I haven't talked about this for a little while. Well, you know, I have insisted from the time I requested and received permission to devote myself full-time to ending abortion. That was in 1993. Wow, okay. So I've been doing this for 30 years full-time. I, I, I've been insisting that this is the number one issue. It is. And, and some leaders in the church don't want to hear that because they're, they're, they're involved in some other issues or they know that this brings controversy and complaints. Here's another dynamic. It offends their friends who are Democrat leaders. The Democrat Party is in bed with the abortion industry. Oh, absolutely. Okay? Really? I mean, m- from worse, the beginning. Worse, yeah, worse than ever before. Yes. They're for unlimited abortion. It's just like no limits And whatsoever. they don't care that Margaret Sanger was a eugenicist no, who don't. wanted to see black people eradicated from the face of the earth. That's right. Et cetera, et cetera. Really sad. Yeah. So we have a situation now where um, we've had it for actually, I've been dealing with this for 20 years, that some church leaders try to sideline me when now nowadays we call it canceling right and um you know this has led to this decision a few months ago that oh father frank can't be a priest anymore and it's like i look at them and i say you know would you please stop scandalizing the 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 faithful if i've done something wrong let me know what it is but of course they can't identify anything like that well the Um, scandal but but the scandal they've created this is well yeah exactly so you know and i i've been very outspoken about our political leaders you know that we have to call them to task uh that we have to educate people and, and the church documents tell us this educate voters go to the polls make a change that way again some of them don't like it. I must emphasize some, not most, not all. I got a lot of support, continue to get a lot of support from bishops, cardinals, popes, and, and whatnot. Even Pope Francis has encouraged my work personally. I've met with him five times. So, uh, but the point is that, uh, yeah, they got this, uh, this thing done. But you know what? It's not, it's not um, deterring our work. Because most of what I do, leading priests for life, is what we're doing now. Yeah. I'm broadcasting, I'm teaching, I'm educating. speaking, educating, I'm publishing, I'm writing, I'm uh, uh, leading prayer vigils and, and bringing together pro-life leaders to strategize. We head up the world's largest ministry for healing after abortion. We're getting the word out, and I'm sure there's some in our listening audience right now who've been through this, and we want them to know. We who reject abortion do not reject those who've had abortions. All of this work 
I'm able to do, even if they're saying I'm not a priest. I'm, I'm well, still I, able to do I all this. I think it's interesting because what's happened to you uh, as a as a leader in the Catholic Church is also happening in evangelical churches. Yes. The same thing where they view abor- abortion as divisive and they say, hey, don't talk about it from the pulpit. You're not allowed to address it on a Sunday morning. And I just find it's egregious. It's a stench in the nostrils of God. Well, who loves these little ones? Well, when are they going to realize that the gospel itself is divisive? That's why we follow a savior who's nailed to a cross. But they think that's not divisive. You know what I say to people, Heidi? Don't be so concerned that there's division. Be concerned that you're on the right side of, the division. of that division. Yeah, that's We've got to be on the right side of it. There's always division. Look, from the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. What did he do? He divided the light from the darkness. We see this in the first verses of the Bible. And then he created the waters and he divided the waters above the heavens from the waters below. And then Jesus says, I have come for division. The prophet Elijah said, decide today whom you're going to serve, the Lord or Baal. And he he insisted on a division. And then what happens in Matthew's gospel, chapter 25, Jesus says at the end of time, he'll sit on his throne. All the nations will be brought before him. And what will he do? He will divide them as a shepherd separates sheep from goats. So God is a God of division. There's going to be an eternal division, those in heaven, those in hell. So it's like, don't worry about division. Worry that you're adhering to what is true, following what is right, and doing what is good. Boy, that's good. That'll preach. Uh, I, I'm, I'm wanting to know if you can address the United States now in a post-Row era. Yes, So yes. we've talked about this. I mean, I honestly... I mean, I cried like a little girl oh, my on the day what that, a day. that oh, unforgettable, right? Unforgettable. We've been fighting for this for so long. I yeah. didn't think I'd live to see it uh-huh. uh, in my lifetime. Uh-huh. I'm just in my fifties, but I did not think I'd live to see it. But the fight is far from over because really what the, what the Supreme court did was what they should have done all along. Recognize this is a fifth amendment issue. This is a state's rights issue. It should never have gone to the, to the Supreme court and they right. kicked it back to the states, well, but it's still legal. Roe v. Wade was a roadblock to the will of the people because people were passing pro-life laws in Congress, people and their elected representatives, people were passing laws through their elected representatives in the states. And the court kept blocking and striking down these laws. Why? Oh, because Roe, it right. said, created a constitutional right to abortion. In Dobbs, the, 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 what the court did was he said, we made a big mistake. There is no constitutional right to abortion. They didn't make abortion illegal right. by that decision. Which, yeah. What they said was, you want to make it illegal? It's up to you, the yeah. people. Right. It's up to you, the people, and your elected representatives. Now, we should point out, people and their elected representatives, as the, as the decision said, applies to every level of government. So it could be the city council. We see some cities now becoming sanctuary, sanctuary cities. cities. Right. Yes, and that's why. Uh, that's for the people in their elected representatives. Yes. Um, uh, even school boards, you know, what are we going to, how are we going to deal with the abortion issue in the schools? Uh, then, of course, on the state level, big, big battles there we can talk more about. But it also still applies to, on the level of Congress because, the, 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 you know, in the Dobbs case, one of the, one of the most important briefs that was submitted to the court was from sitting members of Congress who were saying to the court, let us do our job. Let us legislate. We have legislated before to protect the unborn. We want to continue doing so. We don't want the court striking it down. So Congress still has a role also. So we are in a position now where the fake right to abortion that the Supreme Court said is not in the federal constitution, the pro-abortion people want to insert that into the state constitution. That's what they're trying. That's a big battle. And we're involved in that right now. Ohio is a big battleground for that. Any listeners in Ohio, or if you know people from Ohio, pay attention to that. Um, And you know why they're doing this? Because they can't make a case for abortion. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? 
All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I want to remind you guys of some events that I'm going to be speaking at in the next several weeks. June 16th and 17th, I will be in Mount Juliet, Tennessee for the Discovering the Heart of Homeschool conference. And I can't wait for you guys to join me. Every place that I will be can be found at HeidiStJohn.com forward slash events. Just head on over to that page and you can click on the link to register. June 24th, I'm honored to be speaking for the Indiana Association of Home Educators for their 40th anniversary fundraiser. We're going to be raising some money for a fantastic organization. That's happening in Carmel, Indiana on June 24th. And then in July, the 13th through the 15th, I'll be speaking for the Chia Convention. That is the California Home Educators Association in Downey, California. I love these guys. I can't wait to go down there and encourage them. Again, that's June 13th through 15th in Downey, California. Finally, September 15th through 17th, I'll be speaking in Cheryl's Ford, North Carolina for a conference called For Such a Time as This. It's a women's retreat and I can't wait to have you join me if you're anywhere in that area. Cheryl's Ford, North Carolina. Again, go to HeidiStJohn.com forward slash events to register and find out more information. The pro-abortion people know full well you cannot justify the killing of a baby. That's right. So what they do is they say, well, let's try to, the way we avoid having to argue abortion on its merits is that we say, oh, this constitutional right. Well, who wants to speak about it against the constitutional right, right? So then they don't have to argue it on its merits. What, what Dobbs did, the big problem Dobbs poses for the abortion side is not that it made abortion illegal. It is that it took away their excuse for not having to make a case for abortion. Mm -hmm. And that's where it affects not only the courts, not only the legislatures, this Dobbs decision affects every conversation about abortion Well, that's what I was going to say. What it just did was it kicked it back to the churches who've been silent for so long because they're go. like, listen, it's in the Supreme Court. Right, I don't right, know what right. we're going to do about it. There right? you go. But what Dobbs said was, nope, you get to have the conversation again. You and get so to have the conversation. You get to have you it. You get to lobby and persuade and vote. That's right. That's right. And we can change hearts and minds because I believe, and I'd love to hear your thought on this, but of course I live in a very liberal part of the country, a lot of pro-abortion activists, but also the pro-life lobby is extremely strong in the Pacific Northwest. But what I'm hearing over and over again is the wind is at the back of the pro-life movement right now because of the videos that are coming out, because we're seeing, you know, 20 weekers uh, uh, surviving, right? And these, uh, yes. and we're seeing these things. We're watching now abortions. Uh, you can access what an abortion actually does yes. uh, on the internet right now. And yes. when people see the reality of it, they don't like what they see. Well, that's a big part of my message from the beginning. I always say America will not reject abortion until America sees abortion. That's right. We have a special website, lookatabortion.org. Okay. Now, there we have not only the pictures and the videos of what an abortion is, which absolutely just horrifies people. horrifying, yeah. But you know what we have there? It's a brand new app of the living, growing, developing human being in the womb. Brand new. We're not talking about animation, and we're not talking about ultrasound. We're talking about direct, full-color, 
video images wow. of the baby. I want to urge people to go. You go to look at abortion, but you, you see the fetal development section of the of that website, and and you will see you'll be able to get this app. It's called the See Baby Grow app. I love that. You can just that. look at it, get it directly from the app store. See Baby Grow. It is Heidi. There's no collection of imagery or of embryological facts that that rivals this particular app. It's absolutely incredible. See baby grow. See baby grow. Wow. I would imagine that pregnant women would love this as well. Yes. Right. Because then they can probably look to wherever they are. I'm 16 weeks, whatever, and I can see they can, where my ba- what my baby It has a like. pregnancy tracker as wow. part of the app. Oh, yes. I love that. So yes. the grandma in me is just like, ooh, we're going <laughs> to have a lot of fun with this. But I, I do think so important that we not stop the conversation. I think I told you before the show that I heard President Trump the other day when someone asked him, what are you going to do about abortion? He basically yeah. said, it's over. Well, because it was kicked uh, because of, of Roe v. Wade, but it's not over, is it? Well, no, no, no. And it, actually, he knows that. I'm, I'm, I'm in communication with. Uh, I've been part of the Trump team, yes. you know, in in the elections, and and now, you know, as a, as a, as an. You're going to help him refine his messaging. Pro- well, no, no. He <laughs> understands. He understands that there is a lot to do still. And th- in fact, he's been saying, you know, I'm going to propose concrete solutions if I get back into the White House mm. that are going to help us move the ball forward. On uh, he recently did an interview. Of course, he was promoting uh, adoption incentives. Yes, and and and, and why this is, a is big, it so hard to adopt? My right, it shouldn't goodness, be so hard. No. no, it shouldn't be so hard. Yeah, um, yeah and yeah. and also, I mean, if the Congress again, it's the legislators have to step up to the plate. If Congress passes a limit on abortion federally, the president will sign that. If mm-hmm. President Trump becomes president. He'll sign that. He has called on Congress multiple times to protect the rights of the child in the womb. You know, where that line is drawn, that's the tricky part because people are of all different opinions about that. The states are of all different opinions about that. And therefore, of course, those who are representing those states have different, they're trying to make different calculus in their minds about how far should I go. This will get sorted out. This will get sorted out. But I can assure everybody that no matter what is what specifics are said, that President Trump remains committed, as committed as ever, to the pro-life uh, cause. Good, because I think things are going to heat up. Because they will. now we are having the conversations again, these important conversations. I was just uh, over with my friend Ken Ham at the Creation Museum. Oh, yeah. I, have you been there? Yes. Okay, so they have a brand new pro-life exhibit. And I don't know if you've had a chance to go see it. Yet, but I saw the I saw the first one, and then I was there speaking for him. I think uh, two weeks ago, and I saw the latest iteration. Absolutely oh, stunning. This is what we need. Yes, the image. Yeah. You walk. You walk through. You and walk they, through. Yes, you walk through. You can hear the baby's heartbeat. He said, "I, you know, he said, Heidi, when does life begin?" I said, "At conception." He said, "No, we don't use that terminology. We use fertilization." Fertilization. And he began to talk to me, and that's what's yeah. on the wall there yeah. at the creation. I thought, man, if if our school children could go and they could see. This is what happens at the moment, the spark of light. The spark of light, right, right, It happens at the moment of fertilization, and we begin to teach our children again to value life, that life is precious, Mm, from mm, fertilization mm. to natural death. Then we begin to change the conversation in the country. You know, Heidi, how some people say, oh, the government shouldn't be involved in abortion. You know, my response to that is the government gets too involved in abortion when it pretends to have the authority to draw the line about when... Human life yes. gets protected. You yeah. don't have that authority. As soon as that's a human life, that life deserves protection. Absolutely. It's not up to the government to say that some human beings are not human persons. Mm-hmm. That's the stuff of which holocausts are made. Absolutely true. Governments say if some people are not persons, stop making that distinction. Let's protect everybody. That's right. And really, this is a holocaust. 
It really uh, is. What is happening to our unborn is a Holocaust. Uh, what do you say to people who are kind of sitting on the fence and like, should I get involved in the, you know, what's the best way for the ordinary citizen? I mean, this is the, the huge thrust of my show and has been for eight years. Yes. Trying to let people put their arms around an issue. Yes. Get involved, get off the bench, get onto the battlefield. Where do they start? Well, no, recognize this. You can save someone's life today simply by, a, by speaking a word. People who talk about freedom of choice regarding abortion need to realize that the people getting abortions today are not doing it because of freedom of choice. They're doing it because they feel they have no freedom and no choice. They don't know that there are options. There are options. There are four times as many pregnancy centers across the U.S. as there are abortion facilities. You who are listening now, if you just were to tell somebody who might be thinking about an abortion, hey, go to pregnancycenters.org, simple website, pregnancycenters.org, They'll be able to find the pregnancy center closest to them. Yes. And once they do that, they will have professional people, confidential care, whatever they need to, to give them the courage and strength to get through that pregnancy and help beyond the birth of the child as well. So this is one of the best ways to start. You know, you want to get off the fence. Realize it's not just about advocating for a cause or being part of a movement. Friends, just think of it this way. It's about saving a life. It's about speaking a word of hope into a world of despair. And because of that word of hope, someone can actually avoid that terrible mistake of abortion, which is not only going to end the life of that child, but is going to wound that woman for the rest of her life as well. That's absolutely right. And you bring a message that is so clear. It's just a, a, a clarion call to people everywhere to say, hey, this matters. This is one of the defining issues of our generation. We've mm. got to get this right. And now for the first time in 50 years, we actually have a chance to move the needle and really affect uh, this, this incredible We have more issue. power to make it right now than ever. Yeah, we absolutely do. Father Frank Pavone, where can people find you online? FR Frank Pavone on all the social media platforms, FR Frank Pavone. And our main website is endabortion.us endabortion.us. Thank you so Thanks, much for Heidi. joining me. What a pleasure. God bless. I hope you guys want more information on Father Frank Pavone and the work that he's doing. Listen, this is the chance that you've got. This is the opportunity. You want to strike while the iron's hot. Keep the conversations going. Keep the pressure up in your churches and join us in the fight to protect life from fertilization to natural death. Thank you guys for listening. I'll see you right back here again at the intersection of faith and culture.